Hey, I'm Chris Danielson, along with my best friend and bride, Emily. You've just checked out the new Bible Idiots podcast. It's called No Apology with the Bible Idiots. We're not going to apologize for being a Christian. We're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a la Romans 1.16. And we want to share the truth with people in love. We want to have an apologetic bent. We also want to do the one thing that Jesus asked us to do, and that is go and make disciples. But welcome to Thursday's edition of the Bible Idiots Podcast. Now, Emily, you had made a Facebook post uh, about the fact that now we're on some sort of list. Get us oh, up yes. to speed. That was in your personal Facebook. We we got to get our Bible Idiots and our Chris and Emily Show Facebook pages going right. But on the other hand, it's like, I don't even want to do Facebook anymore. It's so, I, want, I don't want to be fact-checked. Yes, he really is a Christian. The yeah. fact-checkers have found that. <laughs> well, you know, Trump is supposed to be coming out with some sort of social media platform uh, pretty soon. So I, I just read, I think it was on the Daily Wire. Gab.com no, is the one I want to go to. No joke. He is coming out He is going to do it? Yeah. Well, yep. Gab.com is the one I'd like to go to, but they the, the left has kept them down where they can't can't even get an app free speech in this country is right. just about dead i got a story on that next week after holy week but right now it's thursday emily what do you got well the biden administration has now put people on the pro-life side of things on what is called a domestic violent extremist list say that again so i can get my mind around it i'm on a list now because i'm a pro-lifer yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i don't know if you specifically and i think they really are looking at like groups of people this is this is the statement that came out from the office of the director of national intelligence we have been uh, pro-life groups i don't know who they are have been put on a list and the list is entitled domestic violent extremists we are considered domestic violent extremists and if we aren't formally part of a pro-life group you're still you're then a potential i'm sure domestic violent extremist but yeah there we are we're mm-hmm. we are f- officially on a list officially on a list yeah wow i used to read about this in the cold war i used to read about this in nazi germany coming uh-huh. out of world war ii and then you even go back to when the romanovs got overthrown and what right. happened after that and it's nothing new but to be on a list just simply because we disagree on whether to kill babies or not can you imagine thinking to yourself that when right becomes wrong and wrong becomes right and you read things in the scripture that the end days are going to be terrible and you think wow i bet i'll be able to recognize it when i see it Mm -hmm. well if you can't recognize it now i'm not sure where what do we what else has to happen (laughs) you're on a list they want to call you an extreme, a violent extremist. It has the word violence in it, huh? Exactly. Well, now, to be fair, just to let you know more stuff that's actually in the statement, both pro-abortion and pro-life are considered potential domestic violent extremists. However, here's the catch in that. Even though they name, you know, the both pro-life and pro-abortion people uh, look out for that. Um, We know, it's documented, that the violence against pro-lifers far exceeds, far, far, far exceeds any violence that those calling themselves pro-life have committed thus far. Of course, there's So you're saying they actually put some pro-choice groups on there too. In other words, people who are just totally 
you know, vocal about abortion, they get on a list, both left well, and right. How they how they broke this down was they took specific issues, and if there's rhetoric or if there's narratives coming out in on these specific issues, this is a big red flag for our government. So you know, so much for free speech. Right. Some of those include the COVID nineteen pandemic, conspiracy theories that uh, maybe address like voter fraud that's on there also people who are part of like animal rights groups of course we listed the abortion groups either side so it's it's a it's an i it's an it's an ideology they mm-hmm. they pick up a not a narrative they pick up an issue and they're saying anyone speaking on this issue has the potential to be on this list. So if you speak out on COVID-19, you could be added to this yeah, list. Yeah, did they call, you know, I read a, where a congressman called them anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, anti-vaxxers. Yep, that's another one. Okay, well, we're, we're tracking on the, on the same kind of thing. So it's not quite the list I thought it was, but they are conditioning us to be okay with lists because they can get enough people to say, oh, yeah, yeah, those people need to go, you know, whether on the right or the left. My research has been focused on how many mainstream publications are coming after Christians straight up now. They're not even hiding it. Check out mm-hmm. these headlines. These are about against Christianity in general. This is recent examples in our mainstream press. You ready for these headlines? Yes. Christian nationalism and its role in insurrection and impeachment. Yeah. Uh, all these catch, all those catchwords in one headline. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I've got five more headlines. Okay. Hold, hold on to your fur hat, Ivan. <laughs> all right. Christian nationalism is a threat and not just from capital attackers invoking Jesus. That's the headline. Christian nationalism. Yep. Here it comes. All right. All right. New survey shows three in five white evangelicals say Joe Biden wasn't elected legitimately. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How would you possibly get I don't think Joe Biden was elected legitimately only because of all of the affidavits and all the confirmations from elections all over the country. And the Supreme Court rejected hearing the case because they did not want the chaos in the streets, according to John Roberts, the turncoat, the Trojan horse. (laughs) But they're not all they don't all fit into that category that they're cramming them into. That is white. And Christian. Yeah. I mean, there are other people who are not white. There are other people who are not Christian who would agree with us. And so that's very misleading. And it's really a very racist, bigoted you, you have way know, of approaching You things. have to know that these headlines have been tamed down from what the content of the articles actually are. Right. So that yeah. means that the articles are even worse. I got three more headlines for okay, you. Okay, let's hear them. The rise of Christian nationalism. Yeah. If you're a patriot and you're a Christian, you are a threat. Now, th- their version of democracy is so skewed, they don't even understand what they're talking about. When the Bible says, thinking themselves wise, they've become fools. Here it is. You ready? Yep. Christian nationalism poses a major threat to American democracy. Of course it does. Because oh, Christian who's? nationalism is actually what's spurred on the second great awakening here in the united states yeah it's very, so, so it's, it's a threat to their lockdown on their fake democracy that's what it's a threat to and, and no one has ever ascribed themselves or described themselves as i'm a christian nationalist this is a word a term that they've made up so that they can specifically give a negative connotation to people who say yes i'm christian yes i'm patriotic they have any little um hint of those values you can throw them into that 
that into that group, even though it's not, it's not, it's made up. It's not con- even yeah. real. It's conditioning, peeps. Yes. Listen to me. It's conditioning everyone to be okay with the removal of people from our society. They already did this with the brown shirts against the Jews in the whole before the Holocaust. They did. They Last did. headline. Last Check headline. It out. Let me hear it. How the Christian right helped foment the insurrection. Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. We are the problem. They're very bold about that. But I do want to go back, because I touched on it just a second ago. There was a podcast that we did do a while back, because I kind of went and refreshed myself on the first and second Great Awakenings, where Christianity was revived again. There was revival across the country, and it made a huge difference. In fact, those uh, specific revivals are credited as the forerunners to to things like uh, the civil civil war, where we actually okay, we're going to stand up and we're going to hold to these truths that God has given us these these basic human rights. People, when people are talking about how the Constitution is no longer valid, uh, the Constitution was written a long time ago, and they want to bash the Constitution, get rid of the Constitution, think they need to change the Constitution, you have to realize they're talking about basic human rights rights. And we as Americans have in the past been the forerunner in promoting this idea that people do have certain inalienable rights just because they're human beings. And that is now on our shores being torn down. And and it's it's sad, of course, for me personally and, and all the people that I know, but it will affect globally what Mm -hmm. the United States does when there's no longer that one country where people look to where, well, at least there we have basic human rights because of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason we have them. It is a real threat, a real danger when people are wanting to dismantle it in any way, shape or form. Well, the Bible says in John 15, and again, I just can't help it. I'm the Bible idiot. I got to bring it back to scripture because it's so comforting to know that Jesus knew all of our light and momentary afflictions. And when you say light and momentary afflictions, you're like, Chris, the country's falling apart. Uh, My mom has cancer. My my spouse is, you know, lost their job. And you, you go through all of these different hardships and it is light and momentary in the lens of scripture. Jesus says in John 15, if the world hates you, know that it is hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world will love you as its own. But because you are not of this world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the world that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. Earlier in John 15, he talks about being the vine and the branches and being grafted in. So we can't stand on our own Even though they hated Jesus and they hate us, we need Jesus to actually stand firm, put on the full armor of God as we watch this war rage against us. Emily, final thoughts on this Thursday? Well, the big question is why? Why do they hate us? I see this question every once in a while. Why? What are they so afraid of? Why do they hate us so bad? And what we have to remember is the reason that they hate us as Christians, as Christ bearers, ambassadors to Christ, what are we reminding them of? We're reminding them of the one who judges all things, good and evil. 
and it pricks their conscience and they don't like it. No one likes carrying around a guilty conscience. You have to do something with that guilt and you can go to the cross and have it relieved there. But if you don't, if you choose not to, well, then you try to get it, you try to put it on somebody else. So that's what they're doing. They're trying to find relief from their guilty conscience. And we are that constant reminder that there is judgment coming. There is one who says there is right and wrong and you're going to be judged. Your life is going to be judged. However, now is the time. Don't be afraid of that. Continue to preach the gospel in season and out of season. Be ready all the time because we Jesus also is the one who can relieve that conscience. He can relieve that guilty conscience that we carry with, but it requires change. And those who reject it are not prepared to make that change. Well, that was quite the final thoughts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> is that good or bad? That I don't even really know. Good. No, I that was really good. I said thank you a little In prematurely fact, there. I was going to add something to it, and then I'm like, there's nothing really I can add to that. I'll just say goodbye. The fat lady just sang. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know I can't say that out loud. <laughs> On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.